Hello everyone and welcome back to Chelsea Overseas and this is episode 9 and we once again turn our attention to Canada FC as we look to play in the Gold Cup. As we start round 1, we got the Canada vs Martinique game coming up as well as the Canada vs Haiti and then after that Canada vs USA which I know will be the most scariest of all but Let's look forward to these games in a positive attitude. Hopefully we can something good can come out of this. Right, Adam? Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to the Gold Cup. Obviously on a high after qualifying for the octagonal round. So we're in a good moment, but the Gold Cup will be a good chance for Canada to continue that momentum and get some more challenging games. That game against US uh, will be awesome. So as we look to the first game of the Gold Cup, what are your thoughts on Canada's roster? I know uh, Boyan also um, got called back to Serbia for his club, so we don't have our starting keeper. So who will be playing as Canada's starting keeper? Yeah, so some thoughts on the roster first. Obviously, all everyone points to the absences of Milan Boyan and Jonathan David being the other big absence. Uh, both of them having to go back to their club, sadly. But given the pandemic and the congestion of all these fixtures, I think you got to hand it to uh, John Herdman and the Canadian men's national team staff for putting together what looks to be a, a good squad. There's a lot of the group from the World Cup qualifiers are there and ready to go. Obviously, Alfonso Davies is there, which is awesome. But even beyond that, Right, even beyond that, you got Stachio's there, Cal Laren's there, Alistair Johnson's there, Richie Larea, Sam Piet, K. Yep, K. Azorio. So you still got a lot of big names there, and you got some younger guys, some guys that we maybe haven't seen yet. Akinola's very exciting. Tyler Pasher. Akinola's the new player from U.S. Right? Yes, Akinola is um, one of the newer. Just, just pledged his allegiance to the Canadian men's national team. Welcome. <laughs> yes, welcome, welcome. So yeah, there's some there's some really fun names on the list that we haven't really seen, like Harry Payton and Tyler Pasher. So that'll be interesting. And even Tejan Buchanan, Theo Corbianu, some of the younger guys, Scott Kennedy. So most of our roster is still there. We're just missing a couple set pieces, but I'm sure it won't be too hard to adjust. Yeah, that's that's basically the gist of it. It's a good squad. Yes, we're missing a couple, but definitely a good squad. And as for the goalkeeper, it's up for grabs between Maxime Cripo and Dane St. Clair. It is, for me, it's up for grabs. And maybe Herdman will play one against Marnique, one against Haiti, and see how it works. I think Dane St. Clair right now edges it. He's played really well in the MLS. He was Canada's second option in the June qualifiers, played against Aruba. He did play also in March against the Cayman Islands. So I think he's got the edge right now, but it's definitely up for grabs. You got two pretty steady MLS keepers, which is nice. Yeah. John Hart Herdman will probably just want to do something he's more comfortable with. And since he did play more frequently and more recently, I agree that might be the better option for now. Why is this tournament important though? Why, why should we care so much about the Gold Cup? 
Well, first of all, you could look at it as our version of the Euros, right? It's basically what it is, right? It's like the Copa America. Uh-huh. So does it get the attention that gets? No, but it's basically our version of the Euros. So it's obviously a, a major tournament. It's a huge tournament for Canadian soccer. So the Gold Cup really in CONCACAF, it speaks for itself. It's a huge competition. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And Mexico are the kings, but, you know, maybe that can change. Hopefully we can take that crown. So what should our expectations be going into this Gold Cup? As you said, I know Mexico are the top top dogs in this tournament. But with somebody like USA in our group, that'll also be a challenge. And then... Again, there was also the disappointment in the last Gold Cup against Haiti, but I know we did recently beat them in the World Cup qualifiers. So, what can our expectations be? Can we expect to make it past the group stage? I think in terms of making the past the group stage, it'd be an utter disaster if Canada didn't make it past the group stage. What I will say, and why I think this tournament's also important, is that we need big games going into World Cup qualifiers. Oh, that's true. Because the World Cup qualifiers, for those of you who don't know, start up again in September. Yeah, and going into that final round, we're going to be facing the likes of Mexico, U.S., tough away games, tough environments. So Canada can't get enough of big games right now. Yeah. And Herdman has called up a squad that's close to Canada's best. Yeah. You got a lot of that group there, a lot of your core group there. And that's so important because... That game against U.S., a potential quarterfinal against Jamaica or Costa Rica, those games are so important because that's the level you're going to be facing in the octagonal. So I think it's super important for Canada to be playing those games. We haven't played against one of the bigger teams in CONCACAF since 2019. So these are big games. And in terms of our expectations, for me personally, I would love to just get past the quarterfinal. Oh, yeah. Right? It hasn't happened for a while and we've had some disappointments against Jamaica, um, against Haiti, obviously, was one that we'd all just like to forget about. And yeah, we'd, I'd, I'd love to see Canada be in that final four. I'd love to see us win a knockout game. Pressure's on, one game, do or die, against Jamaica or Costa Rica, team, a team that you're going to face in that octagonal. I'd love to see us win a knockout game. I'd love to see us in a semifinal facing maybe a Mexico and then we got really got nothing to lose at that point. It'd be a great introduction also to the World Cup qualifiers for round three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's important for sure. Great way to know your opponent. And Mexico's brought a very strong squad, so I think hopefully we could maybe get to a semifinal against them and let's test ourselves against them, right? Who knows? Looking at this tournament, I think uh, Mexico, not only because of their past reputation, but also because of their roster, unlike America's, they have a very strong roster because America didn't call a lot of their top players. Yeah, obviously with, with America, a lot of the European-based players aren't there. Thankfully, Christian Pulisic isn't there. at a boy. Oh. <laughs> I think Michael Bradley has to come out of retirement <laughs> if he wants to be... <laughs> if America wants to stand a chance against Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, for sure. And I think that... If you're looking at this, if, if for those of you who don't know, if Canada were to win this group, which is possible, can, U.S. doesn't have their greatest squad, and Canada is called a pretty strong one, so 
I feel we can maybe top this group. And the reward from topping the group is, assuming Mexico tops their group also, that would put Mexico on the other side of the draw, which would mean there's a chance Canada can maybe get to a Gold Cup final where it's a one-off against Mexico. and That would be amazing. Yeah, and we'd have nothing to lose if we got to that final. That would be an achievement on its own, so yeah. Yeah, so I think for me, if the expectations would be get out of the group and win a knockout game. I want, when the pressure's on, I want to win a knockout game. How hard do you think it would be to beat Mexico, though, if we made it to the finals? Very difficult. Like, this is... Yeah. It, it, it'd be very tough. But it's one game. We have players like Alfonso Davies. You just never know. Hey man, this is the year of underdogs. We've seen it in the Euros with countless games at this point. This, this is the year of the underdogs. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. So for me, I'd love a run to the semis and then I'd love to play Mexico in a semi or if I'd love it. I'd love to play Mexico in a final and just give it, you'd have nothing to lose. Where would they be playing? It's all in the US. Oh, okay. I'm optimistic. Hopefully we can make a run and win an Ako game and test ourselves. So just to summarize, I, I think we can both agree in terms of this group stage that we have with Martinique, Haisi and USA, we have a relatively good chance of topping it, which would be great for us. However, we got some opponents outside of the knockout, uh, starting in the knockout rounds where it'll be a little bit more difficult as expected. Um, but Canada aren't looking too bad this year. We didn't lose all of our best players. Jonathan David is obviously a loss, but Alfonso Davies, we still have him. So we can expect to go quite far. Yeah, yeah. And I think whether you come first or second in your group, you're going to play either Jamaica or Costa Rica, probably. Tough game, but winnable, right? And and that's why it's it's Jamaica and Costa Rica are consistently top five in this region. Right. Right. And they got good squads. So, but that's, but it's winnable, right? It's not Mexico. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That we can both agree on. Yeah. Right. And I think I'd love to win a quarterfinal against one of those. Definitely. So, before we get to all that, though, we do have to win our group stage or at least come in second. So, our first game coming up is Canada versus Martinique. What can we expect from Martinique? How do they typically play? How should Canada be playing against them? Yeah, so it's actually very hard to answer because they haven't played a competitive game since 2019. Right. And they've played one friendly since, and uh, that was this year against Guadeloupe. But So in other words, what we can expect is they'll when they all start running on the pitch, they'll probably pull 20 muscles and then it'll be great for us. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, no, listen, with Martinique, they haven't played in a while, but what you can expect is is a team that just for them to qualify for this tournament, they obviously qualified through um through the, the Nations League. Qualifying for this tournament is obviously huge for them, right? And with with Martinique, they really don't have much to lose in this group, right? So Yeah, they've already made their statement. Yeah, they'll be a team full of spirit. They'll give it a go. And I, I do know from, from Nations League, from Gold Cups previous years ago, this is a team that, you know, finished second in a Nations League group with Honduras and Trinidad. They were able to take a point 
from Honduras. They drew them. Um, they got decent results against Trinidad, drawing both. They, they are a team that can hang with with some of the bigger teams, can cause problems. They're a team that what Canada will dominate possession. They'll probably sit a little bit deeper and look to hit on the counterattack. They're not really going to come out against Canada or U.S., maybe against Haiti, but not really against Canada or U.S. So, But as we saw two years ago, two in the Gold Cup, when Canada did beat them 4-0, if Canada's anywhere near their best, this should be straightforward and we should be winning this comfortably. But again, you can't leave teams like this in games. This is a top 15 team in CONCACAF and you don't want to leave them in games. you got to kill them off when you get the chance. Yeah, definitely. I think Canada in the last few international games they've been playing, they've been dominating. They like to keep the possession and then drive it forward quickly whenever they can. But part of that right now is the fact that the dynamic duo of Davies and David, which causes that driving up from the left side all the way to like giving those through balls, getting the counterattacks, that is missing. So can we expect the same style of play from Canada in this game? Well, I, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great question, yeah, because um, will, I think the big question is too, will Herdman continue with this back three? For me, it's a yes. I like it. I think it suits Canada. And I w- I'd like to keep Davies at wing back. And the good thing is with Canada too, with the options they have at striker, although David's not there, Laren's there, and now you got Akinola in there, and you have Cavallini, right? I think I figured it out, Adam. You only support teams with back threes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the back three has worked for me. Chelsea with Conte, <laughs> Tuchel... Is three your favorite number by any chance? (laughs) No, no, no. No, but seriously, yeah. Like back three for Canada has been working quite well. Yeah. Yeah, and I I like the two up top too. I think it'll suit them. You got kind of Cavallini or Akinola with Laren playing off of them. So... I liked how Cavallini played. Yeah, yeah. Cavallini's... uh, I want him to start. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd like to see him too. And I think... um, so I, I think you can expect a back three. I think you can expect a similar formation. I really think it suits Canada, and they'll look to test it against the bigger teams also in this tournament. So where do you think Davies should be playing? I'd keep him at left wing back. I like it. Okay. You have a stackio with K or Piet, and then in f- maybe just a little bit uh, higher as a, your attacking midfielder, you have Azorio or Junior Hoylet. I'd like to see Hoylet there, yeah. You got options, right? And that's a good thing with this Canadian men's national team now. You do have options and you have the ability to rotate the team. There is a sense of depth. Which leads me to my next point. We can expect Canada to rotate a lot for this game, as usual. As you said, we do have those options now. So even with the midfielders and the defense, and even up top, up top especially, actually, we got the players on the sub, uh, sorry, the players on the bench who are ready to in just as much intensity as the guys before a lot of nice problems for herdman to have you know where he has options in in every position and he can kind of move things around depending on the opponent and it's 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 nice to see with canada it's something we've never had before and it's something that uh, will be nice going into this tournament and i think with martinique and and haiti i think you might see some some changes between those two games in terms of 
I think the system will stay pretty similar. This gold cup with three at the back. But I think between the Martinique and the Haiti game, I think our strongest 11 will go against the US. But in terms of Martinique and Haiti, you may see even a different goalkeeper. I'd like to see Akinola start as a new player, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see Cavallini start a game, Akinola start a game alongside Laren, right? So, you know, you can have Kay and Piet maybe start one each in these two games. So maybe Tejan Buchanan will go in and as an ultra-attacking right wing back. Oh, we really haven't seen enough of Buchanan also, eh? Yeah, and he's killing it in the MLS I've been hearing for New England. So options. There's options, there's depth, and... With Martinique, maybe Herdman will will uh, put some players in who maybe won't be starting against Haiti, and then we'll see two different 11s maybe in these first two games. You'll see like Estacios, your Larens, your Davies, they'll be there yeah. always. But you might see some, some of the positions, a little bit of rotation between these two games maybe. I think if Canada is to rotate more than usual, this would be the game to do so, as you said, because we have the experimentation. Martinique aren't the best team to play against, right? They are, the, once again, they are, the, any team is a challenge. It always will be. But in terms of comparing it to the other two teams in our group, if we're going to rotate, this is the team to do it with. I'd, I'd like to see some special, like, some play, some faces that we haven't necessarily seen as much. Because we do have talent on the bench. We really do. Maybe a Pasher or a Payton features somewhere. Yeah. In this group stage. I, I think Herdman will, will give opportunities in, in these first, first two games while keeping your core players in that 11. Yeah. And obviously this, this is a must win. We got to go into the U.S game having six points oh we cannot lose against martinique we got to go into that u.s game with six points have to yes big game let's do it in order to go against u.s with six points we also have to beat high c so what can we expect from them will it be similar to world cup qualifiers hopefully not because i don't want to see the keeper tripping over the ball and his two legs (laughs) he he did a great job honestly and then Poor guy had that little embarrassing thing, but... Well, the good news for Haiti is Placid will probably be back in that. <laughs> I like the way he performed, though. Yeah, yeah, but... But yes, what can we expect from the Adam? So, with Haiti, um, the big guns are there for Haiti. Nazan, Piero, they're there. They've scored a bunch in the preliminary rounds of the Gold Cup. Just in the opening two games to qualify for the group stage, they... They've been scoring. Um, so anyways, you know, Haiti always sets up with their nice 4-4-2 and the, Classic. they'll look to be compact and make it difficult for you and try to hit you on the counter. A little bit like Burnley in the Premier League where, they, where they'll hit a couple long balls, look to win some 50-50s. They try to make the game as chaotic as possible. Yes, that that is true. I wouldn't necessarily say compact though because last time Canada was just driving through them. It wasn't even going around. It's mainly just through. Yeah, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully Canada can play through them, but they try to be compact at least. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) fair enough. Yes, and against us in the Gold Cup two years ago, they were, and they they were great. Yep. 
And Haiti, obviously, we've talked about it on the show before. They are a threat. Um, they're arguably top 10 in... We've seen them beat us before, and that's why it's now scarier. Yeah, yeah, and they've pulled the results. I was talking about it before the qualifiers. Like, in the Nations League in 2019, they they drew against Costa Rica. They were great against Curaçao. Like, okay, they got relegated from the group, but the group was very close. And they were able to get results even against Costa Rica. So this is a team that can tend to sometimes play up to their opponent. And playing against better teams kind of suits them because it allows them to play in their nice 4-4-2 and sit back and hit teams on the counterattack and play some long balls and Nazan and Piero can cause problems. Will their whole lineup be playing or are certain players called for international clubs? No, they got close to their, from what I understand, it's close to their best their main roster yeah they'll look to play spoiler in this group but canada again if they're anywhere near their best if they can just do the job they'll be playing on a nice surface obviously (laughs) which is which is nice so where will the game be uh in in the u.s i forget which stadium but in the u.s oh okay so how do you think canada should be lining up for this game i think it's, it's Safe to say they should be playing a little bit more safer. Yeah, well, I again, I like the three at the back. I don't think that should really change. Yeah, no, that that shouldn't change. But I, I'd say, depending, depending on how Akinola does, I'd say maybe keep an eye out for him, but play with the comfortable forwards, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, you want your Davies, you want your Laren, you want Akinola or Cavallini. I'd start Laren. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, and... And for Canada, take your chances when they come against Haiti. Uh, they'll try to limit them. So when they do come, take them. Laren, Davies, uh, Akinola, or Cavallini, whoever's there. And I think you need those. You need Estacchio, you need K or Piet to, to run the show in there, right? To keep Canada ticking, to make sure that Canada are are moving the ball quickly and trying to uh, not... not making Haiti comfortable, not allowing them to be comfortable in their defensive shape and to try to get it in behind Haiti and, and cause problems. Yeah, if we play the same way we played the other day or like almost one month ago, I'd say it'd be once again a comfortable way to win because that that strategy, the way Canada played could ultimately work against any team. It was really good. They had the runs there. Yeah, and you have your Hoylet or Azorio who can always make... Um, pivotal runs from midfield and link up with those strikers so those powerhouse runs yeah so canada has the weapons haiti are again a team you can never take lightly never yeah um some big teams have learned that the hard way us (laughs) and you you cannot take them lightly and canada if they're close to their best they should be able to take care of this and hopefully they do and hopefully we can go into us with six points I look forward to it. So how important is it for Canada to win these two games, do you think, though? I, like, even if we don't have the full six points, do you think we would still have a chance of making it in first? Well, if we have four points, we would, because assuming U.S. has six, we'd be able to jump them if we win. Right. I just, I don't want Canada's momentum to stop. I want them, you got to be beating the teams you should be beating. I agree completely. And also... We t- I talked about the reward of winning your group, that Mexico goes to the other side, right? Yeah. Of the bracket, and you could get a D 
decent run to the final and you never know, right? So that's the reward of winning the group. And with U.S. fielding a weaker team, I think Canada can look at this and feel like, okay, U.S. is still the favorites. They're in front of their home crowd and it's still a talented MLS roster they got. But I think with the players we have, why not? And I think that it also what can give Canada the upper hand, like we had talked about with Suriname in round one is goal differential. If you can kill Martinique and Haiti off early and try to run up the score a little bit, 3-4-0. Canada's good for that, though. I think once we get our momentum with the first goals from other games that I've seen, I think Canada finds it easier to score more. Yeah, once you always feel once they settle in, right? It's not a team that can like go... It's not the Leafs <laughs> where they give up a 4-0 lead. <laughs> You, once after that first goal, I, I almost always feel fairly comfortable with Canada. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why, too, I, I hope this, the work that has been done defensively from the World Cup qualifiers, I hope that keeps up. And I hope Canada continues to build on it because that's going to be the key in the Gold Cup, making sure to keep um, dangerous attacks out. And it'll, it'll be key in the octagon because some of the talent we're going to face in the octagon it's Champions League level. I think the octagon, the most important thing will be consistency, though. Yeah, 14 games. Yeah, consistency. And hopefully Canada can stay consistent um, and keep and stay in good form in this Gold Cup. And that'll start with the group stage. And hopefully we can go into the U.S. game with a better goal differential than them. So maybe only needing a draw wins the group. You never know. I'd, I'd be really happy if that happened. Yeah. But I also think like, Canada doesn't win the group. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Either way, you're going to get Jamaica or Costa Rica in the quarters. There's not the biggest difference between the two of them. You can make arguments for both. So, I mean, they're both winnable games. And But you want to try to top the group and try to put Mexico on that other side. Mexico being on the other side, yeah, that would be most ideal. However, who knows? We saw it in the Euros. If they're, if they're on our side of the bracket... Honestly, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I'd like to... Canada can do it. I have faith in our team. Yeah, yeah. And this is a Canadian men's national team. I said it at, like before, after the qualifiers. We can't ignore them anymore. This is a decent team. This is a team that can challenge the best in CONCACAF. And it's a team that can punch their weight with, with the US, with the Mexico. Why not? And okay, we'll go in as underdogs if we play Mexico, but who knows? It's one game. Things happen. So yeah. we should feel confident. We should have the belief that we can make a run in this tournament. And you never know. You never know. Yeah. Either way, I look forward to these games. I know next week we'll be talking more about the in-depth about the Canada versus U.S. game, and we'll be previewing that specifically. But for now, we got the Martinique and Haisi games. And I think these are very comfortable games. I agree with you. I think against Martinique, we have the opportunity to test out our newer players a little bit. Get to know Herdman can see what he likes and what he doesn't like, especially with the forward. We have a lot of forwards. But the back three is definitely something that's been going very strongly for Canada. I like Davies' left wing back just as much as you do, Adam. It's a great position for him. I, I, like, I love the drives he has. Um, but that's the 
that's the Gold Cup for us. Yes, super excited. And I know we also mentioned the Euros a couple of times, so seeming as the finals have already just been decided, the England versus Denmark game was yesterday, and after a certain point of underdogs winning, it became it became clear to me at least. I thought I thought you know Italy versus England is looking fairly probable here. And what do we have? We have an England versus Italy finals. So that begs the question, Adam. Let me get your take on it. Is it coming home or to the Casa? <laughs> <laughs> and by to the Casa, I mean the oh so wonderful and beautiful city of Rome. Hopefully it is coming to Rome instead of home. For those of you who don't know, Adam is Italian. <laughs> so there's only right, one right answer when you ask somebody that. <laughs> yeah, so I have to say Italy, right? But no, I've been very impressed with England. And I think that the criticism uh, for Gareth Southgate is, it's sad. Yeah, there's a lot of criticism on him recently. I'm sorry, but if you're... But he's winning games. <laughs> if you're complaining, as an England fan, if you're complaining after making a Euro final, after Gareth Southgate has put a team out that has kept a clean sheet in every game, but against Denmark, and that was a free kick that Pickford should have saved, okay? They've navigated themselves through this tournament. They're in the final. Don't complain. What do you have to complain about right now? I honestly don't even know. He knows his favorites, he plays them, and they do a good job. I, I just, I, I don't understand a lot of the criticism towards Southgate because he clearly knows how to navigate the squad through an international tournament. He's picked a team that may not be popular with a lot of people, but it gets the job done. It's effective. It keeps clean sheets. And it's a team that because they have so much quality going forward, they don't need many chances to score. Yeah. And I think you got to hand it to Gareth Southgate to how he's navigated England through this. So, and, and they have a great chance at Wembley, 60,000 people. As an Italian myself, you know, it's, I am worried. I, England, England do have a very good shot at this. Hey, but Italy made it this far and England made it this far. And it's not every year you get to say that. We, had, we got the likes of the group of death, like, yeah. It was essentially that. They died. <laughs> yeah, they died. Literally. So, <laughs> the two, I wouldn't even say underdog, but not overly magnificent teams. Two, like, well-talked-about teams make it to the finals. I like the outcomes of the Euro so far. And I was talking to my friend the other day. I have predicted almost every game that has happened in the Euro so far. I'd say maybe 60% of the time I was right. <laughs> That might be an overstatement, but I will not predict this final game because honestly, I see these teams equally strong in different ways and I think it can go either way. And I'm excited to see how it plays out. Yeah, I think, uh, I think England are the favorite because they're at Wembley, but if you put the two teams beside each other, it's fairly even. I think what'll happen is, from what I've seen from both teams, you've seen late goals from England and you see high intensity from Italy. I won't predict the score, but whoever if Italy scores, it'll be closer to the beginning of each half. If England scores, it'll be Harry Kane with a diving header almost the last minute. That's particular, but okay. Watch me be right. 
listen, if 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 England does lose, then the Southgate critics can can come out and criticize him for that game. But if if I'm telling you, I, I just I just don't get the criticism right now for them making a final. It it, it doesn't make sense. It's not about uh, it's not about being entertained. It's about winning, and they're in a final. It's a, it is about winning exactly. And and as for Italy, as an Italian, all I'll say is that this is this is simply remarkable what Roberto Mancini has done. It is simply remarkable. He changed the team around when he first started a few years back. He has reinvented Italian soccer. If you look at from. From 2018, if someone told me after Italy missed the World Cup, they'd be in the finals of the next Euros, I would have said they're crazy. This Italian team, the strategy of their game has changed drastically for the better. Before in the World Cup, Italy was the team that everyone was scared of physically. You know, they were a rough team. Now, they're very fast. They got the speed going. I think that, I think that they have a different strategy going into this. Yeah, this is a this is a full blown attacking possession based team from Italy. Yep. That comes out to play on the front foot every game. And that's what's so different about Italy. But and and it's worked. It suits the group of players he has. And he's brought through a lot of the younger players. And it, it suits what he's gotten. That's why Italy's gotten to this point. And it's amazing for Mancini to recognize it and and change it, right? Change Italy from a team that was always known for being so defensive and so compact. And yeah, he's changed everything to more of an attacking and possession-based team. And what's so impressive is that he, he has the group of players to do it and he's getting results doing it. And that's the most important thing. And, and the other thing too is he's doing it while keeping the Italian DNA in there. When Italy... Needs oh, to yeah. defend the lead when they need to be a pain in the you-know-what for the other team. When they need to waste time. Oh, yes. The dirty tactics are there still. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When they need to protect the lead. They can do it. They do it the Italian way. We saw it against Belgium. Saw it a little bit against Spain. We saw it not even a little bit against Spain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A little bit's an understatement. Quite a lot. They were surviving. The resiliency of the Italian team, it's still there. So he's changed, um, he's reinvented Italian soccer, but he's done it while keeping that Italian defensive resiliency in there. Okay. So in general, to summarize, Adam has said that Italy will win (laughs) and I have no opinion. Either way, whoever wins, these are both teams who have very passionate fans, so you will never hear the end of it. But... But now, it's also only fair we cover the Copa Americas because as a lot of people predicted, we have reached the start of the finals as well. We have our matchup and it'll be Argentina and Brazil. And I think Messi deserves it for Argentina, but also Brazil has been one of the favorites this Copa America season as well. They've been very strong. Who do you think this trophy will be going to? I hope Messi. Messi or Brazil? It, re- it should be Brazil, but I really hope Messi. Yeah, he deserves it. I think everyone in the world can agree. If for those of you who have watched Argentina anywhere throughout this tournament, you'd... He's been putting in the work. I mean, I think four, four goals and five assists 
Four goals and five assists going into this final. And he just carried Argentina on his back, man. It's... I, 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 I don't know what to say about him. This guy is the greatest thing I've ever seen. If you've ever wrongly doubted Messi because he hasn't won an international trophy, then find a new sport to watch. This guy is out of this world and what he has given to Argentina is amazing. He's the only reason why they're really in the, in the final. His international record in terms of goals says it's remarkable and he deserves it more than anyone. I just hope they win. So yes, I think we can both agree Messi has deserved it. He's been putting in the extra hours. He's been putting in that work. You can really see it in the way he's been playing for Argentina. So it'd only be really nice if he won. But then again, we do have, they are up against Brazil in the finals. And Brazil also have a very strong team. Very defensively strong. And they have the attack as well. So we'll see. It'll be a tight game, I think. Argentina have shown good things defensively too. This tournament, they've looked um, comfortable at times defending one goal leads. And when they get into their 4-4-2, they could be hard to break down. So yeah, I think I think it'll it could it'll be a close game, and I just hope Messi does it. Okay. But I think that wraps up the Euros and the Copa Americas as we look to both finals. Sunday, July 11 for the Euros and... Saturday, July 10 for the Copa America. And the Gold Cup starts July 10th. Canada starts on the 11th. Next week, as the Gold Cup continues, we will be looking forward to the Canada vs. US game, as I mentioned earlier. So stay tuned for the episode previewing that game. But go Italy, as Adam said. Yep. And go Argentina, (laughs) also as Adam said. (laughs) And go soccer, as I say. Yep. And go Canada. Let's have a good gold cup. Definitely. Let's start it off strong. Thank you for listening, everyone, and peace. All right. Bye, everyone.